tonight refreshing here at Victor Christian Fellowship in Palmyra. We're going to go ahead and start a little bit early tonight. And we're just going to experience God's goodness and His blessing, Father. We're so grateful and thankful that you gave us Jesus. He gave us your Holy Spirit. And Lord, your word is alive in us. And we give you thanks and praise that you have prepared this night. And we give you all the glory and all the praise as we meet with you and lift your name up and give you all the praise. Lord, we thank you for satisfying our thirsty souls and feeding our hungry hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together.
wash ourselves in the fire of God. Hallelujah, Holy Spirit. Oh, we thank you for your presence in this place, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. We wait on you. We wait on you. We wait on you. You're in this room. Oh, let's say it again. We wait on you. Holy Spirit, we wait on you. We wait on you. You're in this room. Oh, here we are standing in your presence. Here we are standing in your presence.
This is a, uh, a sheet for the Rama Easter meal fundraiser, and it has the, if you want to put your name on there, it has the list of the prices. We're going to put it on the information table, and uh, you know, I'm, it's, a, it's an exciting thing when you see young people go after their dream, and they use their gifts, talents, and abilities. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you know... As we learn how to flow, to move and to yield and to respond to the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, people in China, I don't know if it's like this still today, but uh, the underground church was very big. And, and they'd have to meet in a different place each time. And they wouldn't say where they were going to meet. They would just let the Holy Spirit speak to people and people would show up to the different locations. How many are glad that you can hear what the Holy Spirit says and does? Amen? You know, it's a wonderful thing to be able to participate with the Holy Ghost. I mean, He'll help you avoid weather storms. And sometimes if a storm comes up that you didn't expect, he'll get you through it. 
Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, glory, glory, glory. I want you to... Um, we're... we're uh, I'm about to pivot right now. I want you to go to Hebrews chapter 11. You know, we need to get a grip on faith. And uh, earlier this week, um, I had a really good illustration. How many have ever heard the term bulldog faith? Well, we're going to call it vice grip faith tonight. Hebrews chapter 11 Starting with verse 1, it says, now faith is. Let's, let's think about that. What's that first word? Now. now. How do you know when someone is in faith? When they start talking and acting like they, what they have is now. Amen? So it says, now faith is. Okay? You have entered into the arena of now tonight and uh, it doesn't have to take us long to get into now I mean it's only three letters so what what is faith it's the substance or assurance of things hoped for how many has some things that you're hoping for Okay? Well, faith, I've heard it described this way. Faith is like an invisible hand that reaches up and pulls it into the realm of reality. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things what? Not seen. Okay? And I want you to go to uh, Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. And uh, it talks a little bit about Abraham. And Abraham was given a promise of God. Right? What, what was he promised? He was going to be a father. When God promised him that, was he a father? He was 75 years old. Sarah was 65. And God gave him a promise. And uh, I don't know how long him and Sarah were married, but she was unable to have kids. Right? And so God picked this man... And he gave him a promise with benefits. How many know that God, whatever God promises you, he gives you benefits. He gives you the equipment and the ability to go after that promise. Okay? And, you know, he said, leave your country, leave your homeland, leave your father's house. Right? That was his seed. 
Because every time that we want to harvest, it always requires a seed. You can't have a harvest without seed. And our seed is how we respond to God's voice. What we, how we act and what we do and what we say. And so, and God said, I will bless you. I will make your name great, right? This is Genesis 12. And I will make you a, make you a blessing. Anyone who blesses you, I will bless. Anyone who curses you, I will curse. Right? Did you know the enemy can't curse what's blessed? You can just read about Balaam and find out that to be true. He tried several times and it wasn't successful. You, the devil cannot curse what has been blessed. I like what Brother Hagen said one time. Uh, this lady who was a witch came up to him and she said, I'm going to curse you. And he looked at her and laughed and said, I double dog dare you. <laughs> See, when you know you're blessed, you don't have to fear a curse at all. Because the blessing of God overrides every curse. And so Abraham had to get a grip on this promise in order for it to be a reality in his life. So God gave him the promise and he responded. Then he left his home. He left his country. He set out. And I like that. God didn't even tell him where he was going. He said, when you step out, then I'll tell you where you need to go. Right? So he was stepping out into the unknown. Anybody ever step out into the unknown? You, you, you do something that you've never done before. You know, uh, my big step out was when I went to Oklahoma from Illinois. That was a big step out for me. And uh, glad I did. Not disappointed one bit. It was actually ten times better than what I thought it would be. And so, um, and along the way, Abraham had doubts. As to whether or not this was going to happen. If you read in Genesis 15, he said, God, what? He, he was being honest with God. He said, God, what are you going to give me seeing I go childless? Right? And, and, and God, you know, when we have doubts about what God said about us, what God has given to us, you know, God's going to reassure us. Because that's the kind of God he is. He doesn't just give a promise and say, okay, you're on your own. No, we are in partnership with God. We are in a relationship with God. Amen. I mean, he's given us his Holy Spirit. He's given us his word. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Right. And so when Abraham was doubting, God just took him outside and he showed him the stars in the sand to to reaffirm his vision and his call, right? Because God said, I'm going to make your descendants as the sand of the sea and the stars in the sky. Physical descendants, spiritual descendants. We're the stars. Amen? And uh, then Abraham believed God. Everybody say he believed. What did he get for his belief? It was credited unto him for righteousness. So, even though there were times when Abraham doubted, but once he believed, he believed. He got a grip on faith, right? He got a grip on the promise. How many know what a vice grip is? Or, or a vice that you put on a table, right? It, uh, it's two pieces of, of metal or steel, right? 
And you have a, a, something that you twist on there. And as you twist it, it gets closer and closer and closer. Right? Everybody know what I'm talking about? And you put something in the vice that you don't want to move. Right? When the vice is wide open, things will slip right through. Sometimes our faith is like that. We haven't closed the gap and we're letting God's promises just slip through. Right? But I'm going to help you close the gap tonight. Okay? I had something else, but God kept bringing this up. So, I'm operating without notes. But I got it in here, amen? And so, the more you twist... On the vice, right? It gets closer and closer. Let's say I want to, the vice grabs it, right? And once the vice is tight enough, that thing doesn't move, right? And you can do whatever you need to do, and it's not going to move or slip or whatever until you're done. And then when you're done, you loosen the grip, right? And the vice opens up, all right? So the key is in Romans chapter 4. Alright? Let's go to Romans 4. And uh, this gives us a summary of what happened in his life. Let's start with verse 13. And uh, for the promised to Abraham or to his descendants that he would be the heir of the world was not through observing the requirements of the law but through the righteousness of faith say it was through faith everything that God does is through faith what is faith? it's you taking God at his word It's you believing and accepting and validating what he said, irregardless of anything else. When you believe God, you may have to override your feelings. You may have to override your experiences. And you may have to override the opinions of others. Let let me just... Revert back to Abraham for a minute. He had to override the deadness of his body. And the deadness of... Everybody say dead. Dead. His body was dead. It doesn't mean that he ceased to live. His ability to produce offspring was dead. Sarah's womb was dead. It was incapable in the natural of carrying seed and producing the result of it. But... They encountered a resurrection in their bodies. How did they do it? They received the resurrection seed, which is the word of God. Sarah received strength because she considered God faithful. Abraham received strength. And and God even changed his name from Abram to Abraham. God added his breath. You know when God adds adds his breath to you... It produces life. The Ruach of God, the Spirit of God, the breath of God. 
When God created man, what did he do? He breathed into him the breath of life, and the man became a living soul. God wants to breathe on us tonight. That whatever is dead in your life can be made alive. No fun carrying around dead things. Dead weight. Radio stations don't like dead air. Right? There's nothing being said, no activity. It's just, you're like, what's going on? Okay, Romans 4.13. For the promise to Abraham or to his descendants that he would be the heir of the world was not through observing the requirements of the law, but through the righteousness of faith. If those who are followers of the law are true heirs, are you a true heir? Then faith leading to salvation is of no effect and void, and the promise of God is full. We don't get this by following a set of rules, all right, which would be the law. Okay? For the, the law results in wrath. Nobody likes wrath. Uh, but where there is no law, there is no violation of it. Verse 16. Therefore, inheriting the promise depends entirely on faith. Everybody say, entirely on faith. Everything you need, want, or desire from God comes to us by faith. Amen? Some people don't have it because they're not in faith. They're in something else. That is confident trust in the unseen God. God is unseen, right? But we know that faith is, gives us the evidence of the unseen God. We know that there is a God because we have His Word. We have His Spirit. Amen? We have His touch. We have His presence. Every one of us, when we got born again, the Holy Spirit sent a signal to your spirit saying, You are my child. When you accepted Jesus as Lord, God communicated to you that you were His. He signaled back to you that you're mine. He gave you a signal. Amen? And that signal resonated within us. We know that we know that we know that we're born again. Amen? When I got born again, no one could have convinced me otherwise. It was a reality in me. Confident trust in the unseen God in order that it may be given as an act of grace is unmerited favor and mercy. A divine influence upon the heart with powerful results. So that the promise will be legally guaranteed to all the descendants of Abraham. Oh my goodness, we have a legal guarantee that everything that God said is true. Everything He wants us to have is a fact. Amen. We have a legal guarantee. It's sealed in blood. It's written in the heavens. It's written in eternity. Amen. All of us have a legal right to everything that Jesus has. Okay? Not only for those Jewish believers who keep the law, but for those Gentile believers who share the faith of Abraham, who is the spiritual father of us all. We are children of Abraham by faith. As it is written in Scripture, 
God never does anything apart from His Word. If you want to see if something is true, check it with the Word. And then, let the Holy Ghost be your fact checker. He's the only reliable fact checker that we need. And He will never, ever contradict the Word of God. Okay? So, as it is written in Scripture, I have made you a father of many nations. Abraham became what God said about him. God said, I've made you a father of many nations. He accepted what God said about him. That was the only evidence that he had to be a father. He couldn't feel like a father. He couldn't go on his experience of a father because he wasn't. He could only go by what God said. Is what God said enough evidence to make make what he said a reality in your life? You don't need any other evidence. You don't need to go to your neighbor and say, do you think that what God said is true? You don't even need to go to a scholar. Amen? You just need to know that if it's in the Word, it's true. Okay? I've made you a father of many nations. In the sight of him in whom he believed... That is God. Abraham put his stake and his claim on who God is and what God is. His nature, his characteristics, amen, his essence. He believed in him. You've got to make him the object of your faith. Stop making the end result the object of your faith. If you need healing in your body, don't make the healing the end result. Make it the healer. If you need to be saved, don't make salvation the end result. Make, make it the Savior. Too many times we make the end result the thing that we want, and it's not Him. You've got to make Him your focus. Because if you get the Savior, you get salvation. If you have the healer, you get healing. If you have the peace, the Prince of Peace, you get peace. Amen. What does God do? He gives life to the dead. That God gives life to the dead. He's the life of the party. Amen? He gives life to the dead. And calls into being that which does not exist. He calls those things that be not as though they were. So what did Abraham start calling himself? Hello, I am Abraham. I am father of many nations. How many times do you think he used the word Abraham in introducing himself? I mean, after all, he had had more than 300 employees. Every employee knew that they worked for Abraham. Right? Abraham Incorporated. Right? And everyone he met, he said, I am Abraham. Who gave him that name? God gave him that name. He was calling himself what God called him. When you call yourself what God calls you, you become what he said. Mm 
How do you get saved? The confession of your mouth, calling him Lord. Right? Believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth that he is Lord. Okay? So, verse 18. In hope against hope, Abraham believed that he would become the father of many nations. See? As long as it seemed impossible, the vice grip was opened. But when he, he believed against the impossibility, he kept closing that vice grip until he got a firm grip on the promise. Okay? How did he do that? So Abraham believed that he would become a father of many nations as he had been promised by God. Everybody say he believed as he was promised. Don't deviate from the promise. In, in the moment that we live today, there's a lot of pressure to deviate from the promise. There's a lot of temptation to say, oh, that doesn't work, let's quit believing. You know, the devil would love for you to give up on faith. Alright? Verse 19, without becoming weak in faith, he considered not his own body. Stop considering your body. Your body does not have the final authority. Get your eyes off your body and put it on him. He considered not his body. Now as good as dead for the producing of children. Since he was about a hundred years old. Everybody say a hundred. If Abraham could do this at a hundred, what could we do at our age? Did you, you realize Moses didn't get started in the ministry until he was 80? He was born, put in the ark in the Nile River, picked up by Pharaoh's daughter. He spent 40 years in Egypt in the palace and 40 years leading sheep in the wilderness. And then he was 80 and that's when he delivered the people of Israel. Say, it ain't over till it's over. Since you have breath and strength, you got, you got what you need to do what God wants you to do. Stop making excuses why you can't. <laughs> Without becoming weak in faith, he considered not his own body as good as dead for producing children since he was about 100 years old. And he considered the deadness of Sarah's womb. You know, Sarah's womb was just as dead. And when God, when she overheard God saying that she was going to have a child, she laughed. And God said, why'd you laugh? And she said, I didn't laugh. <laughs> well, she did because she thought that was crazy. But aren't you glad she didn't stay in the thought that it was crazy? She accepted it. Because how many know Abraham needed a partner? <laughs> right? Okay, verse 20. But he did not doubt or waver in unbelief. What does that mean? He kept his vice grip tight on the promise. He did not waver. What does it mean to waver? To hold two opinions. I'm healed. How are you doing today? Oh, I don't know. I don't feel so good. You can't say you're healed one day and, not, and say you're not feeling so good the next day because you've just wavered. 
You can say, I'm feeling as good as Jesus did when he rose from the dead. He did not doubt or waver in unbelief. He kept that vice grip closed tight. Concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong and empowered by faith. Faith is a muscle. And it can grow. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, faith grows exceedingly. Say, I have growing faith. How does your faith grow? You feed it, and you exercise it. You feed it, what does it eat? It eats the Word of God. How do you exercise it? You do what the Word says. What are you doing? I'm lifting spiritual weights. See, you, you exercise your faith by doing what God said. Okay? I'm almost done. And how did he keep his faith strong? What did he give to God to keep his faith strong? Giving what? Giving glory to God. See, our strength comes from God, right? And in order to keep our faith strong, we got to keep praising God. We got to keep acknowledging God. We got to keep exalting God. Amen. How, how do you keep the pressure on the vice to keep it closed? You keep looking to God. You keep saying God's words. You keep confessing and believing and praising. Amen. That's how we keep our faith strong. It's up to you. God will give you the faith, but it's up to you to keep it strong. Being in God's presence, being taught His Word, studying, listening, praising, worshiping, all part of it. Verse 21, being fully convinced that God had the power to do what He promised. How many are fully convinced that God's got the power to do what he said? Not somewhat convinced, not partially convinced, but fully convinced, fully persuaded. It can't go any other way than what he said. And we keep that vice grip closed tight. Now Abraham's got a firm grip on the promise. And when you have a firm grip on the promise, the power of God makes it a reality in your life. Therefore, his faith was credited to him as righteousness. Right standing with God. Now, not for his sake alone was it written that it was credited to him, but for our sake also. Say, this is for me. God's telling us how to keep that vice grip, how to keep God's promise in the right place and in the right position so it doesn't move. We got that vice grip clamped tight on his promise. Just like the bulldog. But this is vice grip faith. Same thing. Same concept. Okay? To whom righteousness will be credited as those who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. How many believe that Jesus was raised from the dead? Your belief in that gives you access to the resurrection power. How many could use a resurrection? You think a rocket launch is cool. A resurrection is greater. 
It's more powerful. It doesn't even take fuel. But it might make some smoke. Who was betrayed and crucified because of our sins and was raised from the dead because of our justification, our acquittal, absolving us from all sin before God. Do you realize that God gave to Abraham the same exact thing what he would do to his son Jesus? God gave to Abraham, he resurrected his... And do you realize that God's power was so strong on Abraham that when Sarah died, he married Keturah and had six more kids. He lived to be 175 years old. There ain't no stopping me now. Woo! 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 Right? There's no... Say say this. Say, there's no stopping me now. One more time. Say, there's no stopping me now. But you've got to keep that vice grip tight on the promise of God, on what God said. You can't let it go. You can't let it slip. It's, you've got to hold tight to it. Amen? Like, like someone who jumps out of a plane. All they can rely on is the parachute that's going to bring them to a safe landing. God's Word and God's Spirit is our parachute. There's nothing that you are facing right now. That God can't handle, that God can't solve, that God can't accomplish, that God can't do. Say, God wants to do it for me because he loves me. Yes, God wants to do it. He wants to show his power. He wants to demonstrate his goodness. He wants to fill every empty void on the inside of us because that's what he does and he, he he fills you where you can't contain it you just have to let it saturate you amen now who here could use a saturation tonight If you want the saturation of God, I want you to come up right here, right now, in the name of Jesus. What do I mean by that? I just mean a touch from God. I just mean help from God. Amen? You know what you need. God knows what you need. And He knows how to give it to you. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. If you can pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Oh, Marabo Kasanda If you can't pray in the Holy Ghost, it's a free gift. God will give it to you if you want it. It has no side effects. Horrible Sanda Horrible Kasanda. Father. She came to be saturated tonight. So let your water flow right now over her soul in the name of Jesus. Oh, fill, Father, fill her. Full, full, full. Release your glory. That's your kind of glory, Father, on her right now in Jesus' name. Jesus.
Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Father, for your touch. The touch of a master's hands. Oh, the mighty touch of your God. The mighty touch of your resurrection power in the name of Jesus. Touch him, Lord. Touch him, Lord. Oh, we give you thanks and praise. We release the power of God right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I just thank you right now that you connect Josh with your power and your power is connected with Josh, Father. Fill this vessel full with new wine and glory and goodness and power, 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 power. Of your goodness and of your grace in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for touching her. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, fill her full. Father, fill her full in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let your gentleness and peace. Jesus, saturate her, Father. Let your glory come upon her in ways in Jesus' name. Joy! Turn her mourning into dancing in the name of Jesus. Joy, joy, joy is released in her in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for Michelle right now, Lord. Saturate her and fill her, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, you took every weakness Remove the into a warrior in the name of Jesus. 
your goodness and your grace. Come to your table. Oh, we just release that now, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your strength and your faithfulness. I eat the oh, bread you right you by your side. And he's there to carry you when you don't feel like you can carry on. Like the In the table name of Jesus, saturate the life, Father, with the your shepherd and your glory. In the name you of Jesus. You prepare it all in the presence of the enemy. That you Filling our full, full, Saturate me, Lord. Let me soak in your joy for my destiny. Let me soak in your calling on the anointing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Fresh me in your perfume, Holy Spirit. You put on that dress me in your perfume. Full of life, full of power. Let the enemy run for cover. the fire of Your destiny of fire is upon me, Lord. Oh, a deep, 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 deep. On your promises. On your promise. They are yes and amen to me. Yes and amen to me. You've given them to me. You've given them to me. And I lay hold on to them. And I lay hold on to them. And I'm never letting them go. I'm never letting them go. Because they're coming to pass in my life. They're coming to pass in my life. I activate my faith. I activate my faith. I have the evidence. I have the evidence. 
I have the assurance. I have the assurance. I have the strong conviction. I have the strong conviction that what you said, God, that's what's so in my life. That's my reality. That's my reality. I believe it. I believe it. And I receive it. I receive it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. You know, tonight is more of a peaceful night. Sometimes we just need to be able to enter into God's rest. See, if you want to be your best, you can rest anytime, any place, anywhere, because He's the Lord of the Sabbath. Amen. And He, we have promises of entering into His rest. Every one of us have been given free access to His rest, and that's the rest of the story. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Father, we thank you for your presence thank you, here tonight. Thank you, Lord. And Lord. Thank you for teaching us by your Holy Spirit how to move, yield, and flow and respond you, to you, Lord. We're growing in our sensitivity. And we're growing in our Thank knowledge. You, and we're growing in our faith. Yes, Lord. We're able to take on greater things. Hey, Kelsey, come here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that your goodness of the good shepherd, of the faithful father, of the great God, begins to overwhelm you right now in the name of Jesus. The goodness and the grace of God. How good God is. You're going to be shouting. You're going to be declaring. You're going to be decreeing. You're going to experience the goodness of God. I thank you, Lord, that you pour out your goodness upon her in the name of Jesus. And you strengthen her, Father. In Jesus' name. Fill her. Fill her full. 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 Wash her with the water of your word. In the name of Jesus. Have a hedge of protection around her in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Well, I thank you for coming tonight. Thank you for being able to pivot. Just a slight change. Slight change of direction. Amen. Amen. Remember, the Holy Ghost is like a river. And there's always a flow. And when we just get in the flow, we'll get to where we need to go. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a safe, wonderful, blessed rest of the week.